the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. So two stories really caught my interest today. Uh, One, the expenditure of $4 million by the city of Columbus on the Office of Violence Prevention. It was created in March. I'd have to go back and find out what egregiously uh, news headline-grabbing shooting happened then because Andrew Ginther comes out of his, uh, well, he comes off the golf course this time of year uh, only for shootings that really capture the public's attention. A 15-year-old boy shot and killed, murdered at Easton. Yeah, okay. Well, I had three holes to play, but okay. I'll come to the press conference. I'll talk about, where was it, where's my speech about how unacceptable this is? Oh, okay, I got it, thanks. I keep it in my wallet. Uh, Sammy Sasso, the All-American wrestler, when he shot. Nah. Wrestler? Nah. It's a football player. Let me know next time if it's a football player. Uh, I'll be at that press conference. Wrestler? No. Somebody else can handle that. Uh, five months in. Actually, six. The offices I'm quoting from uh, a story on NBC4. Five months in, the office's short-term work has mostly included attending community meetings and events with director Rena Schack likening the effort to a marathon. Ah, it's a marathon. Preventing violence in the city. Didn't we declare it a... something, a a, a domestic uh, extremist health emergency or something? I think so. Public health emergency, that's what it is. I had to get my woke word salad arranged just so. Here's Rena's quote. We have had over 200 meetings or events that we've attended to make sure that we are talking to community members and really finding out what they want to see Columbus doing other than what we are already doing, which she doesn't note, but I will is obviously not working. (laughs) Yes. Yes. It's not working because we are ahead of the pace of annual homicides in Columbus in five of the last six years as of right now. So the pace of homicides, and we're over 100 here in early September, five of the last six years, we've had fewer homicides at this point on the calendar than we have had so far. The only year that would pace ahead of this year is the year where we had a record number of homicides, which I think was 202. And the last... Five years, we've had probably four or five, probably four of the highest homicide totals we've ever had. See? So, thus the need for the Office of Violence Prevention, if you, in fact, really do want to prevent violence. But going to meetings and listening to what the community would like to hear or see or have done doesn't seem to be putting any crimp in the actual violence. Maybe they'll get to that. Maybe that's what you maybe that's on like mile 26 of the marathon that Rena and oh look at this. A deputy director and three community relations coordinators. She's hired them. So we've got 4 million in the budget. We've hired a deputy director and three community relations coordinators 
each of whom are assigned two of the city's six police precincts. All four started in August, she said. Okay, so what was she doing from March to August? What was happening? Nothing. This is glaringly obvious to a man by the name of Robert Straussball, who's a former Columbus police commander. So he probably got the $200,000 walkaway check that most of the uh, Columbus police officers got that has plunged us into a shortage of police officers, which Andrew Ginther, despite his promises that he would just, ah, we'll just pull cops from other vicinities. They'll all want to come and live in Columbus until that agenda item fell miserably short of its goal. Uh, Mr. Straussbaugh says this. He took, yep, here it is. He took a buyout in 2022. How did I know? I didn't read it the first time, I promise you. 30 years, took a buyout in 2022. He says this. What is there to dwell into? You have massive amounts of information from the people who have been there for years. There are still a few people within the city and the division of police who can go backward and give the historical perspective of what worked and what didn't work. The Office of Violence Prevention? What have they prevented? That's what taxpayers really need to ask themselves. What have they prevented? Well, thankfully for you, Robert Strasbaugh, I'm here to give you the answer to your question. For the $4 million that the city has spent or has budgeted for the Office of Violence Prevention, I can think of two things right off the top of my head that they have prevented. Number one, pretty obvious, fiscal responsibility. (laughs) They have prevented that by budgeting $4 million to go have a bunch of meetings with people. Again, a survey could have accomplished the same thing if all you were going to do was install a former member of Andrew Ginther's staff, his assistant policy director, in this new job where she undoubtedly got a raise from her old job. They've prevented fiscal responsibility. What's the other thing they've prevented? The implementation of common sense. Because when I look at the story on the 16-year-old who, for no reason other than he just felt like it, shot Sammy Sasso in the abdomen and carjacked him about two weeks ago in the short north, the teenage male was in the Franklin County Juvenile Court and in the Department of Youth Services system in an unrelated criminal case just five days before the carjacking in which Sasso was shot. So they had this kid in custody, and they let him go. Of course they did. Because how many times have I told you the number of times cops have told me that when they arrest a teenager for stealing a car in Columbus, the teenager's laugh at them and mock them on their way to juvenile detention saying something on the order of I'll be out in an hour. And the reason they say that is because it's happened to them before and it happens to them again. And in the case of this kid, it happened one more time. And the temerity of his attorney to tell the judge that this time he'll behave himself. <laughs> Thomas Waldeck. Uh, thankfully, common pleas judge Monica Hawkins was not having it. She said, you absolutely will not be 
released. Well, I wouldn't bet on that. He was released on August 13th. Two days later, he was po- he was posting images depicting guns on Instagram. Okay, this is August the 15th. Go get him. Bring him in. A parole officer soon after cited the teen for a parole violation. So you're in contact with the kid. You are citing him. And you didn't bring him in. But the carjacking incident in which Sammy Sasso was shot may have been hard to prevent, they say. Really? Why would it have been hard to prevent? Because you didn't lock him up the first time. That's why. Uh, Props to this 16-year-old boy's attorney, Mr. Waldeck, who was seated in court yesterday between the teenager and his mother, saying that the teenager was no longer a threat if released to his family. I, seriously, lying must be a lot easier for other people than it is for me. Because how could you say this of a kid you barely know? You've been assigned his case, and you say, he's no longer a threat if he's released to his family's custody, and he continues to take his medications for several mental health diagnoses. Unreal. The judge said, I expect you to be on your best behavior. Do you understand me? To which the teenager replied, yes, your honor. Oh, well, you can take that to the bank. You talk about a lead pipe guarantee. He promised the judge he'd be on his best behavior. So no worries. Uh, The 15-year-old girl who accompanied the 16-year-old boy who shot Sammy Sasso was not in court because an attorney wasn't available. The two together faced charges for aggravated robbery, felonious assault, theft, And a weapons violation. How about attempted murder? How about that? How about attempted murder? Why are they not charged with attempted murder? They shot this guy in the abdomen for no reason, left the scene, leaving him there to die, but they're not charged with attempted murder. Unreal. Unfortunately, it's all too real. Uh, We are now officially uh, less than a month away from the implementation of widespread school choice vouchers in the state of Ohio. Yes, there's this goofy thing in the Ohio legislature that once they pass something, unless it's an emergency measure, it takes 90 days to go into effect. And so uh, those of you like me who had to pay a private school tuition bill and you were applying for and pretty certain you were going to get uh, the expanded Ed Choice Scholarship. And what do you mean this bill is due? Don't you know that Ed Choice passed in the state of Ohio? Yes, but it does not go into effect until October. Now, I've been told that the schools who apply for your child based upon their confirmed enrollment at the school uh, will be the ones sending you a refund. If you get a scholarship that pays for more than you owe, you will get the refund. So stay on top of that. But what is troublesome is that the smear campaign against school vouchers, ed choice, expansion of, you know, school choice, whatever you want to call it, the smear campaign continues and more, I don't know if this is true, Uh, the story I'm looking at says that a growing number of school districts are joining a lawsuit against the state pushing back against private school vouchers. 
Okay, so I read the story like looking for the support of that sentence. A growing number of school districts are joining a lawsuit against the state pushing back against private school vouchers. I'm looking for the number who have joined recently. How many have joined? It's growing, according to you at NBC4i, Natalie Fami. Give me the number. First page, not there. Second page, not there. Third page, not there. Fourth page, almost, what, fourth paragraph from the end. When the suit was first filed, 100 schools signed on. Now there are 250 supporting the litigation. 250? That seems high to me, but I ran off the lawsuit, and I looked in the lawsuit for the number of schools listed by district. Funny thing, they're not listed. Now, we know Columbus, Cincinnati, Cleveland are all parts of this, the city schools in the three biggest cities in the state of Ohio. And the lie told day after day, hour after hour, is that if ed choice is expanded in the state of Ohio and the state of Ohio pays an estimated, and I think this is an overestimate, we won't know until we find out how many people have truly applied for the scholarships and received them, but if the state of Ohio pays $1 billion a year, For these expanded scholarships, and if you have a kid in high school and you're eligible for the full amount of money, it would be about $8,400. If you're a parent of a student in K through 8, your EdChoice scholarship, full scholarship, is somewhere between $6,000 and $6,500. The lie that they tell you in the schools is, oh, you're spending a billion dollars on scholarships to private schools, that money's coming out of our budget. That is a lie. It is not coming out of their budget. Not a dollar of it is coming out of the school's budget. The schools will not tell you that the state's General Assembly here in Ohio funded the public schools to a higher degree this year than last year. They're not losing money because of the advent onset of an expanded ed choice program they're getting more money but you know what you can get more money and never have enough money and that is where they are in schools their teachers public school teachers in the state of ohio what do you think the average salary is for a public school teacher in the state of ohio Sixty-seven thousand dollars. that's not exorbitant but for nine months work it's not bad Remember, you can have another job in the summertime. Administrators, the average salary is $87,000 a year, but there's never enough money for the NEA and for the teachers' unions. Never, 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 never enough. Scott DeMauro, liar-in-chief, president of the Ohio Education Association, vouchers hurt Ohio. That's a statement with no supporting evidence. He continues, let's start with the most essential point. The tax dollars going to the private school vouchers come from the same line item in the budget that funds public schools. So what? He is telling you a fact that he wants to convey a result or a conclusion that is not true. 
Private school vouchers come from the same line in the budget that funds public schools. Well, if that number went up and you're not getting less money, then you're trying to make me think you're getting less money, even though you're getting more money, which is dishonest. But of course it is because it comes from the teachers unions. Here's Jay Edwards, who is normally not the most honorable member of the Ohio General Assembly, but in this case is not wrong. He says that money doesn't get taken from public schools. That's the great thing about it. But the coalition behind the lawsuit called Vouchers Hurt Ohio said it is still not convinced. Oh, well, if they're not convinced, then then we got to like stop the voucher program because they're not convinced. Honestly, the money doesn't come out of your budget. In fact, your budget is greater this year. I am not convinced. Oh, I don't know what to tell you. I'm not convinced, I tell you. You know what will convince them? Give them that billion that they're going to give to parents. So I went through the lawsuit, and uh, four or five people who apparently petitioned the state of Ohio to institute EdChoice are named as defendants in the lawsuit. Uh, One of them is named Christopher Boggs. Would you like to hear Christopher's story? I thought you would. Christopher Boggs and my wife Chelsea and I have three children. One completed sixth grade in June of 2020. WB, those are the initials of the kid, completed his third grade year in June of 2020. And GB, who completed his second grade year in June of 2020. All three of our children attend a Christian school in Columbus, Ohio. I'm not going to name it. Each of our children is eligible for and has received a scholarship under Ed Choice. Chelsea and I are happy with the education that our children receive. We are attracted to the school because of its strong academics and also because of its faith-based education it provides for our children. Well, we can't have that. Off with your head, Christopher Boggs, and your kids too. Put them in Columbus Public Schools where they can have a 20% reading proficiency and a 15% math proficiency because Scott DeMauro wants his greedy little hands on your money. And by the way, he wants him out of a Christian school, too, if he can. Brian Ellis, Akron, Ohio. He said he used to have his kids in Kenmore Elementary School in Akron. But after my stepson's experience at Kenmore, I became very passionate about keeping my children out of Akron's middle and high schools. Kenmore is one of the lowest performing high schools in Akron. There is constant fighting. Drug use is rampant on school property. And children do not attend class and are truant. There is neither college nor vocational readiness. There are no stepping stones to becoming productive in the world. Often the school does not assign homework. Well, too bad, Brian Ellis. Send your kids to the crappy Akron public schools. Or to LeBron James' I Promise School, where nobody, relatively speaking, is proficient at anything they are teaching. But LeBron's picture is on the wall, so there's that. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. 
with in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com, salemnow.com.